Well, joining me on ATP Tennis Radio is Faku Lagones, who is Cam Norrie's coach. Faku, thanks very much for joining us. And it's been a wonderful journey for both of you, and, and you've grown together ever since TCU. Did, could you ever imagine that when you're at TCU as a tennis player, that you you would have a life on tour as a coach? No, no, no. It was never, never the plan. Never my my idea. Obviously, it would have been nice, but I never saw it that way. I think it was more Cam and Devin Bowen, who was our coach there, that kind of talked me into it, and like they really wanted me to do it, and they believe in me. And then, uh, yeah, now it's 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 my life, and I really like it. So much is made about the players who go to university, American university, and benefit from from that experience. In terms of for Cam, how how has he, how did it benefit him to them when he hit the tour that he was ready to make the improvement that he has made? Yeah, I think for him the main thing was when he went there, it was like, okay, for a couple of years I'm not going to be thinking uh, being a professional tennis player, like in terms of ranking points, money and all that. And he was just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have two, three years to develop my game and see where I'm at in two, three years and see if I can get a crack at the ATP tour. So that I think that takes a lot of pressure away, and you can focus more a lot on to get better, get stronger, get more mature, have a life outside of tennis that gives you other skills to then succeed on the tour. And I think when he was commit, decided to start playing pro tennis after his third year at TCU, I mean he was really mature, really strong. He knew what he was doing. Like he was a man, and he didn't have to go through that whole futures grind and challenges grind. What if you're 18 it might take you four to six years to to get to the top 100 and I think Cam went through that pretty quick and didn't have to to endure all that and he was basically more prepared when he went on tour than an 18 year old and were you already thinking at that time that you might get the call from Cam or was it something that just happened overnight oh uh, no I mean I, I did help him a lot at TCU my first year as a volunteer coach I was there with him every every day and then um, every match with him and there's encore coaching so it was really good for us to like get to know each other and like trust each other a lot then the second year I had another job so I wasn't there that much but I was still helping and coming to the matches and I, I honestly no, no I, I didn't think he was he was gonna tell me to start traveling with him or anything and I think it was between him and Devin Bowen that they both decided to give me a chance and at the beginning it was just for the grass a couple two months and then uh, we ended up staying till the end of the year and we're still going. We'll get our teeth into see your coaching philosophy, but you've touched on on-court coaching, so it's probably only right that I ask you now. Are you a sort of a, a fan of that in the future, or do you think it should come down to the players figuring it out themselves? I was, I was a really big fan in college. Like, I really enjoyed it, the coaching, and it's really fun. But then I, I think it's also good when you see matches and it's just one-on-one and the player is figuring out and there's no help from outside. and I don't know, I feel like if you put the encore coaching in, I think the game could change a lot. I don't know in which way. But then it's also this conversation of, okay, you won these amount of slams without a coach, and then another guy can say, I won 20 slams now, but with your coach in the bench, which can make a big difference. So, honestly, I'm, I'm 50-50. And one of the arts of being a great coach is, is choosing the right time, the right words, and sometimes, actually, less is better. So, so in terms of your coaching philosophy, where does that sit? Yeah, I think well, me and Cam, the way we work, we, we talk a lot uh, off the court, basically maybe at the beginning of the week or at the end of the week or like before turning block what we want to do. And then on court, he doesn't, he doesn't like to talk much about what's happening. He doesn't like to, you to stop 
practice. He likes really quick sessions and very dynamic. And uh, so for me, and also he knows my philosophy and what we're trying to do, and we try to simplify things, and we focus on three or four things each session, and we try to do them, and not like stopping every and like being to every single detail, technical stuff, so you can like have more more dynamic. So I th- for me, with him, with him, less is better. Maybe with another player, sometimes you need to be there every single minute, letting them know what they need to do. Kam's got to a point where he's very independent and he knows what he wants to do and how he plays. And I think now the less is better, especially when he's playing well. You don't want to be putting new ideas in his head and maybe throw him off. So, yeah, right now I think with him, less is better. Maybe four years ago I would tell you it was a lot more, uh, a lot more work, a lot more conversations on court, a lot more being every single minute telling him what to do. Now it's obviously he's way older, way more experienced and he knows what he needs to do. How would you define your coaching philosophy? I just, I just think it's very important to, to do great things and be able to, to get to a certain level. But the main thing is to do it every day. You can, I mean, I think anyone in the top 400 can do, play a certain level. But the thing is to do it, not every week, but also every day. You know, in the same tournament, play five complete matches, and then the next day do it again, and then that for. Three to, three to five years, and that's that's gonna determine what kind of player you are. And you you get that by training every day. There's some things that you can negotiate with a player, and they have to be done. Um, so for me, if you can find that consistency every single day, then the results they're pretty predictable, or like at least you can, you can have an idea. If you're a guy that comes, you show up one week very good, and then the next week or for a month doesn't disappear and then gets it. Have you had that? Have you had a player that you've worked with that, that you know is talented that, that doesn't because you're very lucky that Cam is incredibly self-motivated but not every player is like that not every player pitches up and has that intensity. Actually I've been with Cam five years already and before that I only worked at TCU with some guys and they were pretty hard workers and uh, so I didn't have I don't have the experience to work with someone who's not, not that self-motivated that needs to be pushed. The, with Cam, that's not the case. I don't really need to push him or really motivate him before a tournament. That's not stuff we talk about. That's We know he's motivated. He's going to get up to play every match. So we'll see. When, when I, if I work with a player that's not like that, I'll have to find ways to to get him going and get him give him a reason to, to get up every day and compete. Are you someone who watches a lot of, ma- of Cam's matches or are you someone who watches a lot of other players' matches? Yeah, I mean obviously Cam's matches I watch every single one sometimes twice or maybe six months later I watch it again and other players yeah, I really like to watch other players when I'm on site at least a set, a set and a half or maybe in big moments try to go see what they do and yeah, the last four years I can say I know almost every single player that is in the top 200 or I've seen him play at least do you have a, do you have a black book? I do. I do have a book with notes, and in my iPad and uh, in my phone, I have a lot of notes that I usually send them to my iPad so I don't lose them. And uh, yeah, and then I keep updating. Then comes play some players. I don't know. He played Fritz eight times, and I keep adding things that happen in those matches. And yeah, I think it's it's good to know because at the end of the day, there there comes competition, and any any difference could make a huge difference in the next time they play. And do you sit down with Cam and watch the matches, or is Cam someone that trusts you and then you filter the information as and when? No, we do, we do sit down, not every match, not every single time, but 
he's watching a lot more tennis the last two years than he was when he started playing. He watches a lot of tennis, I watch a lot of tennis, and then we sit down. If there's a guy that, for example, in match with Casper, we watched it. When he played Fritz, we watched it. The, the guys that he already played, every time we watch it, for sure. And then someone new, uh, not that much, but, but we, we do watch them. Well, joining me on ATP Tennis Radio is Faku Lagonas, who's Cam Norrie's coach. So many of our listeners would think life on tour as a tennis coach, training sessions, thoroughly complicated. You've got so many drills, but I'm sure there's just a few drills. With you being Argentinian, you've got that Spanish blood in you. Often it's three or four drills that you stick to. Is that the case, and what are they? Yeah, with Cam, we do uh, a lot of movement drills, a lot of them. The two cross, one land played out, or playing the same pattern, play the point where you know the other guy was going. One guy's going cross, the other guy's going line, but you have to play the point in the pattern. Just so I do that for Cam, so he's he's very competitive. So to keep the drill interesting, not just for time, and it can be boring. A lot of uh, patterns where Cam is dictating with his forehand. A lot of Cam, a lot of patterns where Cam is defending off his forehand, and then a lot of patterns where Cam is trying to, to take that backhand and, and come forward those are core the core drills we do uh, in terms of movement then on serves we hit spots endless amount of, amount of spots uh, a week so many serves and then a lot of returns a lot of returns in terms of techni- the technical side we, obviously, we, we will focus on the physical side in the minute but in terms of the technical side what's been the big improvement for Cam in the last two or three years I'm going to say we, we don't really work much on technique. There's n- nothing that has really changed on his technique. Uh, we do work a lot on his serve and on his returns. Uh, a shorter take back, more shoulder turn, um, where he wants to catch the ball, how his body needs to look when he's making contact with the ball. But technically, a change, not, not, not many. I'd say it's more about the way he wants to, to meet the ball and what he wants to do with that ball and where his body needs to be. I don't know, on the backhand line, maybe let the ball come in a little bit and catch it slightly late and be more, don't turn too quick. Same on the slice. But uh, technically, there hasn't been many changes. Well, there's been a lot of changes in terms of physically. And, and personally for me, there aren't too many who are physically stronger, who can, who can outlast Cam. Is, is that something that he's aware of? Is that something that he prides himself on? And, and, and how has he got to the position where he is now yeah yeah he loves that and he knows it and I think most players know that and I think it's been a, a just a work over time it do, doesn't happen in one year you know it's been from our first preseason which was in Argentina in 2017 to this one you know after every three four week block you start building and then the next week and then, I mean the next block within two months you do like another two weeks and another two weeks and you start building a beast and uh, I think it's, it's great work he's done with his TCU fitness trainer Todd Kensler and then now the last two years with with Vacek, uh they've been building him and then he has a natural uh, part of him that he's, he can last forever his endurance is, is out of this world And is, is it true his resting heart rate what is it 35 is that true? Uh, I don't know exactly that one but I know that uh, one time in the Battle of the Brits he was uh, I think he was playing Kyle Edmund and there's this the catapult thing they'll tell you where if you're in the red zone and people usually can stay there one minute minute and a half for a normal person and Cam was there for like almost seven minutes playing Kyle and not missing and 
so he can he can play in those conditions and still execute for long periods of time so that that part of him is it's a big plus and then a, a lot of his physicality is based around his endurance uh, he's not the most explosive guy but he, he can bring a certain level of physicality and stay there for four to five hours and that's that's really impressive maybe when you at TCU you joined in with him in the training maybe now you sit the side with a cup of coffee did you let him get on with it or or, or are you someone who still has a has a go sometimes sometimes I'll join in the gym just when he's lifting or doing some core but not not on the running and no no not not on the suffering part I'm nowhere near as, as good as him what about you Faco as a person from Argentina you now have a base in Spain so how easy or how difficult is it for you to to have obviously now lived in a, in a different continent with you traveling as much as you do well yeah I'm, I'm quite used to it because I did five years in the States so I left Argentina when I was 18 19 and so I'm kind of used to it to leave overseas and now I have a base in Spain so when Cam has weeks off and stuff I don't have to go all the way down to Argentina I go to Spain which is really close and then it's easier for me to have some some breaks sometimes two three days I go home and then I go back to the next tournament and uh, it's just it became much easier and Spain is a good spot for me I have a lot of friends there and and yeah it's convenient for Cam also so he doesn't have to fly me all the way down to South America Argentinians love that football maybe you transferred when you're in America to American football maybe you transferred when you lived in Spain to supporting Real Madrid or Barcelona coaching Cam is it now an English team that you follow uh, Cam is a big fan of Newcastle, so I always want them to win. But uh, I do follow the Premier; I like it. But I, I'm such a uh, big fan of Boca Juniors that I can't pick any other team. I always like when other team wins, but I don't follow like a team like I follow Boca. So I'll still loyal to Boca Juniors. And is the atmosphere crazy there? It is. It is. I actually took Cam to when we were doing preseason there to one of the games, and he loved it. What sort of targets have you got? for Cam ahead of to continue his improvement we were actually talking the other day in practice he, he wants to have a bigger serve uh, obviously I think that the challenge for him will be obviously as the expectations are going to change and uh, as in this in this ranking if you want to move up the, the the gains have to be very big but there's small margins to gain so uh, I think it will be a combination of him doing all all he did last year and adding a few things that can give him an edge of, over these players that he needs to start beating like all these guys that he's been losing pretty close to see if he can if he can get through a line in those matches against the top 10 guys and we'll, we'll work on that 